And welcome back to Coaching with the Bible. This is episode 105, season 2, episode 51. Our portion of the week is known as Kitavo, and our topic of the week is self-praise. We are closing in on the end of the fifth book of the five books of Moses, the book of Deuteronomy. We are just a few weeks away of that completion. And as we get to this week's portion, it's always sort of an indicator that the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, is upon us. The portion this week contains a very long rebuke of the people with respect to if they don't follow and when they don't follow the rules and the commandments and God, the punishments are severe. But that's not our focus today. Our focus today is self-praise. Think about it for a moment in your own lives when you've done something right. You've done something good. You accomplished a goal. You won something. Whatever it is. And I want you to think about how you talk to yourself in the aftermath of having accomplished this incredible feat. You ran a 10K. It's your first 10K. How do you talk to yourself after that? What are the things that you say? What are the things that you don't say to yourself? Not to other people, for yourself. More often than not, most of us are very hard on ourselves. The talk we have in our head is much darker and much tougher than the talk we might have if we said it out loud. Certainly is true if it was for someone else and their race, and their accomplishment, and their success, and their goals. People we care about, in particular. And so the way we talk to ourselves, self-talk as, a, as an idea, as a practice, is very, very powerful. And it's important that we think about it. There's a great quote that says, don't be a victim of ne- negative self-talk. Remember, you are listening So we're listening to our conversations. Our bodies hear every word that we're thinking, even if we don't say it. That conversation is happening, even if the words never leave our mouths. It's happening in our minds. It's happening in our bodies. It's happening in our souls. It's happening in our beings. It's happening. And so the question of how we talk to ourselves and how we praise ourselves is very important and quite impactful on the way in which we live our lives. The reason it comes up for me this week, in reading the beginning of this week's portion, we learn about these two commandments, the commandments of bringing the first fruit to the temple and the commandment on separating tithe, what's known as ma'aser in Hebrew. And each one comes not just with an action, but also with a verbal statement. The person performing the commandment, the person fulfilling the commandment, is making a public statement. In the first one, on bringing the first fruits, known as Bikurim in Hebrew, the person having succeeded in completing this task and coming to the temple and bringing the fruits with him or her, recites a short text that elaborates on the history of the people and how God took them out of Egypt and brought them to the land, and now this person is bringing the fruit now the person is asking God to bless. Bless the people. Because as a, as a result of the fulfillment of the commandment in its proper form, 
as publicly stated by this person, now they're asking for an additional blessing to come to the people. In the second one, when describing tithing, the statement that the person makes is not about history or how it brought the person to this moment. It's very specific to what the person did and didn't do in fulfilling this commandment. How meticulous and how careful, how respectful and how proper and how honest the person was in doing all the things necessary to fulfill this commandment. You don't get this anywhere else. Look at all the commandments. How many of the commandments come with some sort of a recitation, a statement, public statement that's being made? And as much as I think that this statement is very much part of the ceremony and part of the process and part of the fulfillment, I also think it's for the person themselves. You should hear yourself talk about your accomplishments in a positive manner. No part of the statement, as it's brought down at the beginning of the 26th chapter in Deuteronomy, no part of those statements is negative. It doesn't say, well, I, I did a pretty good job with the bringing of that, of, of, uh, of the tithe, and I made a little bit of a mistake here and a little bit of a mistake here, and I could have done better there, and I'm going to do better next time. None of that. The person is very clear. I did this right, I did this right, I did that right, I did this, I did all these things right, I did them all properly, and here I am in this moment. And the person, therefore, should be joyous. They should be happy. They got it right. They did it right. They did it to the best of their abilities. And now whether they make the statement about asking for a blessing or not, they really do deserve one. It's not a humble brag what's going on here, besides the fact that it's a commandment. It's not some sort of smugness that the person is bringing to bear. This is a person in fulfillment. And a person needs to hear about themselves talking about how well they did the job. No one likes the humble braggart. No one likes the person who makes the statement. I read an article, sort of this following statement. Ugh, I was all set to to head back home after this long conference in London that I had to go to. But unfortunately, I just got invited to speak in Paris. Living out of a suitcase is such a pain. No one likes to hear that. No one. That's smug. That's not what we're talking about here. In fact, in the same article, it talks about the idea that when a person is asked to talk about their greatest weakness, often people answer that with some sort of a humble brag. What's your greatest weakness? They'll something say like, oh, I'm such a perfectionist. I'm such a workaholic because they want the job. According to the, the data, the HR person or the person doing the interview, according to the data, majority would prefer the person simply just be honest. And majority of the people who humble brag in those moments actually don't get the jobs. But uh, I digress. Anyway, the idea here then is that beyond just the idea of a statement being made by the person is that this is one of the great acts of self-praise, of self-talk, and ultimately in its sort of largest form, self-love speaking about ourselves in a positive format. We don't do it often enough. We don't do it well enough. And it's clear and it's pretty obvious about the benefits that accrue to us for ourselves when we talk better to ourselves and about ourselves. It's not a question of showing off. It's really not. It's one It's about our own self-esteem. 
So when we speak to others about things that we've done, let's talk about it in the context of we're among friends. We did something great, or we accomplished a goal, we beat a goal. Sharing that out loud increases self-esteem, self-confidence. It, it gives us a sense of doing more of the interest of the desire to accomplish more, to go further, to push further, to take on even bigger tasks and goals. It's a confidence boost as well. So we have to really appreciate that. It's also clear when we do these things for ourselves, we get the sense that we are far more confident in what we're doing than we initially give ourselves credit for. By and large, most of the conversations that we're having with ourselves are probably not good conversations. By and large, most of what we're telling ourselves is actually not true about ourselves. So as I heard one person speak many years ago, I forgot her name, we may as well tell ourselves a better lie. Once we're already lying to ourselves or telling things to ourselves that aren't actually true about who we are, why not tell a better version of that? Why not make the self-talk a better self-talk, closer to the truth, closer to what we have accomplished, and closer to what we actually deserve in our lives. Because when we are actually really honest about these things, when we, when we are straight up about what we've accomplished, again, minimally just with ourselves, with ourselves, we boost the self-confidence, we boost ourselves, we feel good about ourselves, and we're ready to go further. The truth is when we actually have to put the praise out there, we talk about our accomplishments in public because the truth is mostly no one else will, we're not comfortable with it and we do a bad job of it. For the most part, people will rely on the fact that truth will win out and that eventually all of my accomplishments will become known. Not exactly true. A lot of that will live in the dark and will not get known, and will not get praised, and will not get deserved the recognition that it deserves, which simply won't know about it. Now, you could, be, you could want to be humble. There's no question about it. You could want to do things quietly. And there are things that we should be doing, we should be doing them quietly. But at the same time, if we're struggling with where we are, so then let's at least borrow some confidence from ourselves and from the things that we've accomplished to get ourselves to do the next thing. And so we have to appreciate the manner in which we self-talk, and then we have to actually practice self-talk in a better way. So first, when we're thinking globally about how we do this, like we've talked a lot about in the past, first, the first step in this process is noticing how we talk to ourselves now. How do we do that now? Be aware of how that happens now. So we, we did a workout. Um, we finished a big project at, at work. And now we're thinking about it ourselves, for ourselves, by ourselves. Notice how you talk to yourself. Again, notice without judgment. Just pay attention to the conversation. It's like an odd thing when you think about it. It's you having a conversation with yourself about what you did, and you're also observing the conversation that you're having with yourself about what you did. It, the human mind is incredible and complex, but this is actually possible. But pay attention to it. And notice, notice what it is that you say to yourself about what it is that you did. What's first that comes out of your mouth? Is it, well, I got that wrong? I got this part wrong? Or do you start with some positives? 
So first thing is to be aware of what's going on, be mindful of it. The second thing in that process is to flip it over. If it was someone else who had accomplished this, someone you know, someone you like, who told you about this, they did this, how would you speak to them about that? So they succeeded, they won a marathon, they, they finished first, they graduated, they completed a great project, uh, an event, whatever it is. How would you talk to them? And then flip that back and see how that is that you're talking to yourself. Appreciate that there's a difference between being hard on yourself and being harsh. The difference between being harsh, harsh is more in the form of self-punishment which ultimately breaks you down and beats you down, whereas being hard on yourself or setting high levels of expectations is not. That's you pushing yourself towards excellence and greater successes. That's fine. But notice the difference. There's a difference between those things. When you're really, when you're hard on yourself or you're like self-flagellating or you're really going after yourself about who you are and how you look and what you do and how you're not good enough and how you're not strong enough and how you're not smart enough and how you're not worthy enough, that's not being hard on yourself. That's being harsh. Being hard on yourself is, okay, come on, you can push. You can do more. You can go further. You can do all those other things. The fourth part of that is celebrating the victory. So we have, again, noticing it, role-playing it, noticing the difference in, in terms of how to criticize, how to be critical of yourself as, as opposed to being hard on yourself. I mean, harsh. Celebrating your victories is really important. Like really just celebrating them for what they are, not going into the depth of analysis and retrospectives and hindsight and all that other stuff. Goal set, goal accomplished, celebrate. Give yourself the pat on the back that you deserve for the things that you've accomplished. You deserve it. You did it. Don't go into it immediately for the shortcomings and the failings within that process. Everything has those. And also just simply be aware of the idea that Life is a series of ups and downs of wins and losses of victories and failures. And failure is part of that victory process. And failure is part of the learning process, which we've talked about a million times here. And this all, by the way, comes from a great article in Psychology Today, which is where we get a lot of our content from, from Coaching with the Bible. And so that series of sort of steps and sort of how to globally think about it is really powerful. Now, if you're really uncomfortable, uncomfortable with uh, self-praise out loud, let's say, in your own mind, that's the other word. In your own mind, it really is very much focusing on the goal at hand and giving yourself credit for the credit that was done. It is very much about looking at somebody else in the same space and how you would praise them. I would say the following thing. I read this last week somewhere. I forget where. Take a list of all the things that you have accomplished in the last five years. Write them down. Put another name at the top of the list. If you saw that list written about somebody else, what would you think about that person? About that level of accomplishment? You'd be impressed. You'd want to know who that person was. You'd want to be around them. You'd want to learn from them. They would be a role model for you. And the reality of that list is that it's not someone else. It's you. And so these are, you might call them mental tricks or manipulating your own mind. To some degree, yes, that's true. But at the same time, it's important that we appreciate that this is also true. We are deserving of 
let's say, uh, of love. We are deserving of friendships. We are deserving of success. We are deserving of fulfilling our dreams and our, and our wishes and our desires in the world. And at the same time, we do not need self-loathing and self-hate and self-rebuke and putting ourselves down and being hard on ourselves, all, uh, harsh, harsh to ourselves, really difficult with who we are. We don't deserve it. We don't need it. At the same time that all that's true, I want you to appreciate that self-praise out loud is also something that we should think about doing. And that what happens in the Bible story, specifically there, is that it's, it is a public statement. It's not simply that the person arrives at the temple and makes this statement privately and quietly. There is a priest standing there. Maybe some family members have come. The person is making a public declaration about the things that they did right, the things that they did well, what they've accomplished here. So it's important to also, in some moments, tell those stories. If it's uncomfortable, fine. Then don't embellish. Just tell the story of what you did, or maybe just the statistics and the data of what it is that you did. There's no reason to simply just pat yourself on the back and say, I'm the greatest manager in history. That doesn't exactly work. But if you can be more constructive in your self-praise, I led the team to do X and Y and Z. Everyone sort of gets the message about what we're doing. We increased our revenues by 35% under my watch. You get the idea about what's going on. Again, avoid the humble brag piece. And if it's super duper uncomfortable, then as I read in another article, find a person who's your wingman or wingwoman in that moment who can share the praise for you even in your presence. I actually saw this this week. I met with a new client that's based in Mexico. They're raising money for a hospital that they built in Mexico. Fascinating story. Anyway, the person who built the hospital, who's been there for 25 years, is on the call and really could sense very uncomfortable sharing his wins and sharing his successes. Luckily for him, a board member of his was on, was happy to share the amazing things that this person has accomplished in the 25 years that they have now lived in this remote part of Mexico. The building of the hospital, the number of people that they help, that they help, the size and scope of the region of support that they provide medical care for is an amazing array and list of accomplishments. And this person was incredibly uncomfortable doing it. But the doctor had the wingman and they were able to really get the message across. And I think it does actually work. So keep that stuff in mind. We want to share the stories. We want to do this. Appreciate that no one else is doing this for you. Sometimes you get lucky and someone is, a, you know, a leader is on top of it and they do the praise for you. But most of the time they don't. And it simply just goes into the night and no one ever hears about it again. So really get out there and try to find ways to be comfortable sharing those. You can do it, you know, sort of in a funny way as well. If humor helps you get these things out there, by all means, go right ahead. Definitely go there. But also, again, be careful with it. Because if you overdo the self-praise, then obviously in public, people like get annoyed and people don't love the smugness and it can backfire on you if you're doing too much of it, you're doing it in the wrong way. So it requires some level of balance and what I would call awareness around what it is that you're doing. And you see it a lot in the different social media platforms where people are talking and writing about, about themselves and showing off about all the things that they've done, most of them, which they probably haven't. But if they actually have, I found that some of the people who do this the best aren't just simply sharing their accomplishments, which I think is valuable. They're sharing the lessons that they learned. They're sharing the, 
the messages of those moments. It's a very powerful way. There's some people who write about other people and the amazing things that those people teach them. So that's not self-praise. That's praise that you're getting from another. But when it is in the context of your own, you can learn from that and do it as well. And so what we get from this today is this idea that it is important that the talk that we have with ourselves is positive self-talk. That the way that we do speak to ourselves is positive in nature because obviously it propels us forward. And also that it's okay that that's the way we talk to ourselves and we think about ourselves and we think to ourselves about ourselves in our own minds. And it's also important that we are, we are driven towards being kinder to ourselves and more praiseworthy to ourselves and willing to say that we've done something right and something good and we've accomplished something and that we are deserving of the blessings that potentially come with it as well. Self-love is crucial for success. Self-praise is a portion of how you get there. And that is what we're thinking about coaching in the Bible for this week. Again, if you can change the voice in your mind, this is a great last quote. I don't know the author of it. If you can change the voice in your mind, then you can do anything. That is Coaching with the Bible for this week. See you next week.